uh, we are launching, I guess we'll go ahead and introduce and uh, say hello to everybody. So this is Jonathan Wiseman. How y'all doing? We are launching Houston Entrepreneurs Podcast. And today we have our guest, Ryan Hernandez with TodayPostcards.com. Ryan, how you doing today? Doing fantastic, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's yeah. good to have you in here. Yeah, we've known each other for quite a bit, so. Shit. How long has it been now? 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Easily. Mm -hmm. So the purpose of this podcast, uh, what I'm trying to do is highlight local entrepreneurs. Talk about the history, and this is kind of for the audience too. Talk about the history, how you got in the business, learn about it a little bit, learn about your history, talk a little bit about your marketing techniques, what you do to drum up business. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are trying to get started. There's others that have been doing it for a while that are struggling. And I think if we can bring entrepreneurs, business owners, startups into this environment and just talk about real shit and what it took to get our businesses off the ground and how to get them out there and how to start making money and survive, that could play into other people's success, give them ideas, give them concepts, and, and hopefully help other you know Houstonians out that are starting businesses. Oh, 100%, just stay out of my industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, y'all got to stay out of the flyer and printing, business card printing, and printing. Yeah. So what all, actually, let's tell, tell me a little bit about your business. Your todaypostcards.com, I knew you as industry print. Correct. That's where we started. So we can get into that transition, but take us back. Tell me a little bit about how you got into this business in the first place. Uh, well, I was actually working for my father doing telecommunications installs, phone systems, uh, maintenance work, stuff like that. But you know, working for your parents, you're never going to get paid. Yeah, exactly. And know? how old were you when this was going on, roughly? Uh, early 20s. Okay. And so I'm at a uh, early mid 20s, at 24, 25. And so I'm at a a football game a high school football game and I run into you remember Will yeah yeah Will and uh, buddy Savon and they're like hey what are you up to man I said yeah I'm working for my dad told him what's up they're like hey we need a phone system we, we got a little business going and uh can you hook so I said, yeah no problem man I'll, I'll give you the you know the brother-in-law deal so I sold him a phone system went over there installed it myself saved him some money so man why don't you come work for us and I'm like what do y'all do and like, well, we got a, you know, advertising agency. I said, okay, well, what do you do? Well, we just do marketing for people. I said, uh, okay, well. How's that work? Yeah, let me know. <laughs> yeah. So it was a color box back in the day. And then they turned to volume communications. I remember that. That's right. And then, so that was whenever downtown was first rebuilding. The when North, it got started in the nightclub business. And, and the flyers started around, it came into Houston. You know, it was a big Miami deal for a long time. But yeah, then, everything was contracted to Miami. Mm -hmm. I remember that because I couldn't figure out if I was going to print it here locally. Right. And who was it, Kim, back in the day that we used to go through? Oof. X Media, NX Media? NX Media, yeah. NX Media, mm -hmm. so he used to print all my stuff. But then it got to where we were sending a lot of stuff to Florida to get it done because it was almost more cost effective. True, yeah, if you could wait on it, you know. Yeah. If, you know, that, that was the case. I mean, they would deliver Delta Dash. You'd go pick it up or something from the airport. I remember <laughs> those drives suck. Oh yeah. Yeah. But if you needed it, you needed yeah, it. You had to do it. So we, we kind of started, you know, pushing the flyer game to the, the clubs in Houston, putting together gang runs. Uh, you know, if you don't know what a gang run is, that's where you buy property, real estate on a big sheet. We trim it all down and you know, you buy in bulk and sell little packets. Sure. You know, it works, works in a lot of businesses. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and what would you run at 18 by 24 or 24 by 36 sheet? De depending on the, uh, the quantity of, 
you know, jobs we had that week, we could go 18, 24, 24, 36, or you, you could know. fit 10 or 20 flyers, 10 business cards on there. Yeah. You can do about uh business cards. You can do a bunch, but you can do say 16 flyers on an 18 by 24 and 32 to 36 on a 24 by 36. Gotcha. But so we started getting a lot of business when spy was printing a lot of stuff, toke, um, you know, all the clubs that were coming up tonic and I kind of got in good with all those guys and you ran it, you ran downtown. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody got all, all right. this stuff and from so, you. And so once we started doing that, I was getting all this business for, for volume. Um, our main vendor that we were using said, Hey guys, once you, uh, once you move your operation in our facility, you know, for, it was, you know, to ensure that we kept printing with them as well. Sure. And, uh, that was a smart move by them. It was right. And so, but one of the owners, well, you know, the owners were Vaughn and, and Will. Vaughn was like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not going to work for them. I'm not going to work for them. And, and Will's like, eh, it's going to be saving us a, quite a bit of money, you know, of overhead, no rent. They, they were saying rent free, just come in. There you go. They just wanted the business that bad. To make sure it stayed there. It was right? a way to monopolize it for right. sure. So Will says, hey Ryan, why don't, you, uh, why don't me and you break off and do something? And uh, I said, shit okay so then industry printing was born a year later i bought will out and the rest is history <laughs> the rest is history yeah <laughs> that's cool man i yeah. remember those days industry it, printing that's right yeah and and then you know and how it works nowadays you know we don't do a whole lot of club stuff anymore because because they don't ever want to pay well no nah, not so much that it's more like the it's a combination of they try to do social media all the time and they think that's the only way to go. Well, things have changed now, but right. back in the day, I remember cause we've both always been yeah. in design and right. graphics and branding and what yeah. have you. The clubs were the ones that always wanted to pay the cheapest amount possible. Mm -hmm. They wanted to stretch it out. Mm -hmm. Let me pay you next time. Let me pay you next month. I mean, it was such a pain in the ass to where I remember when I started getting corporate accounts, it was, you could charge double. Yep. They paid in advance. It mm -hmm. was such a breath of fresh air. You didn't have to chase your money. You didn't. Yeah. Nah. So it well, was, and, and I can't funny. imagine now with social media where that's gone. What's, what's got us a lot of business though, back then was the fact that back then the clubs were owned by businessmen, that that was their side hustle. Yeah. When, it, you know, when all these clubs were coming up, they were a little closer. They were, they were owned by, you know, a, a guy that owned a business. Yeah. So then we would get their business side of it as, as well. Well, then they would get out of the club business, but we'd still have their business. business. Right. So then we started getting businesses and businesses and businesses, whereas clubs were getting smaller and smaller and smaller, which is okay with me. Yeah, we them out. I spent a lot of time at 2.30 in the morning. Hey, yeah, uh, when you know they got cash I, in the hey, registers. Yeah, I mean, I made, I made, if I had picked up 800, I made it home with six. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so who were some of your first clients back in those days? <clears throat> well, back then, I mean, Spy was a big one. Uh, whenever they went out of business or got shut down or whatever you want to call it, yeah, uh, they had about a 15 grand bill with me. Wow. That I never saw. Yeah. Uh, pretty couldn't, much couldn't every... Couldn't tell the feds to pay that one yeah, off, Yeah, huh? yeah. You know, I mean, I'm like... They uh, weren't listening. What about me, man? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah. move along. <laughs> I hear you. But go ahead. So, well, what were the marketing strategies back then? Was it just you being uh, out there in the streets? Back then it was beat up the streets. It was tag your flyers. Someone picks one up, says, oh, you printed this? Oh, 713 number? That's not Miami? Hey, where you at? Where you located? I remember that. And I mean, we hit the ground running with about eight clubs. And so uh, it was nice because we just transitioned 
instantly to having business. We didn't have to, you know, I took a lot of the clients that I had for volume with me. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were starting ground up. Right. I just, I just moved on to my own deal. So. And did you see that transition from going from the nightlife business to corporate business kind of smoothly transition over or did there get to a point where it got scary, got a little hairy, you had to, you know. Yeah. I mean, there was a few times you'd write checks that you knew weren't good, but you knew by Monday they would be. You know. So you hoped. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you rolled the dice a few times. We've all done that. Yeah, that's right. So what were some <laughs> of the scariest moments in this process? You know, I, I don't know that scary is a word. I think it's more, and I've always been driven by the fear. So if, you, if, you're, if you're in that jam, I'm like, man, I got to get 13 grand by Thursday. Yeah. Well, then guess what? I'm getting 13 grand by Thursday. Come hell or high water. If I, I call it, I tell my wife, I call it making miracles. Yeah. And I used to make miracles happen on a weekly, doesn't matter what business no, I was yeah. in. Yeah. It, it's, you got a deadline, you need to make a miracle happen. Right. Get your ass to work and grind. And I think that's a lot of reason why people used me was because back then they knew if I said it was going to be there, it'd be there. You know, I, I, if I had to sit up all night myself and do something or fold something or, or one year I stuffed CDs for uh, Jason at Tonic for New Year's Eve. We do, du- <laughs> we weren't even the CD duplicating business, but I can make a couple hundred bucks off it. So yeah. I, I did it. Printed, you got in the business. Printed, printed, yeah, printed the inserts, set there New Year's Eve, Eve. Soup, soup, soup. Man, yeah. that's dedication though. But that's what it takes for right. business owners to get to the top. Yeah. And that's why you got these lazy motherfuckers out there that are sitting at home twiddling their thumbs. Wondering why they're still sitting at home twiddling their thumbs. Exactly. No, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's definitely, and kids change the game too. You know, once you have kids, you're like, man, I can't not have food on my table for this kid. I I can starve for a few days, but I can't have him starve. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mortgage got to be paid. (laughs) That's right. Rent's got to be paid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, more money, more problems. It's no joke. It's very true. Yeah. Because I remember back in the day, I didn't make half the money I make now, but I seemed like I had a whole lot more money. Than I do now. Well, yeah, a lot of less responsibility. <laughs> right. A lot of less liability. Less bills. A lot less overhead. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the thing, too, is you grow business, you start getting employees and staff mm-hmm. and uh, all the other, you know, liabilities or responsibilities that come along with it. You're not just responsible for yourself. You know, when we were 20, 25, 30, see, say at the, 30. see at the club, see in the morning. Yeah. And <laughs> go crash wherever you needed yeah, to crash. Right. Now it's you got mouths to feed and not just your own, but your employees. I mean, how many staff members do you have now? Uh, we have three. And right. so you're in charge or responsible for those three. Right. Plus however big their families are. Right. Oh yeah. And that's something you have to worry about, you know? Yeah. Cause you're feeding all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the big things I take into consideration when we make business moves is not just how's it going to affect me and my family, but how's it going to affect everybody else that works for you? Uh, now, previous or potential employees in the future. Yeah, their checks come first, and then yeah, then whatever's left. Staff always gets paid first. That's right, because <laughs> no staff, no business. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, something you got to learn along the way. Mm-hmm. So, at what point did you switch from industry printing to today postcards? Because now you're two day postcards. Yeah, two day postcards. Yes, exclusively. I think it was um, in 2006. Um, we. We're looking, you know, that was whenever people were building websites to start doing even more e-commerce. Um, we were seeing like the 48 hour prints in Miami and the, uh, God, what was the, one of the other ones? Next day postcards. Whatever, 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 right. Yeah. So we just got lucky and ran across two day postcards that had not been taken yet. So it was kind of like, that's about all we got left in that, in that little 
yeah, the little niche of yeah, keyword URLs. Exactly to right. Pull from. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Forty-eight hours gone. You know, next day was gone. But same day. <laughs> yeah, same day. Same day was gone. But that's all, all we don't. We don't want that though. We, two two days fine, and it actually worked out for us um, because of our print schedule that we could knock out anything in the two day turnaround because of how we printed. I remember it was every Tuesday and every Thursday. That's right. It still is. And I knew that I used to get my shit in two days, no matter what. what? I yeah. sent it to Ryan. Yeah. Oh yeah, if you need it, you send it to me. We're not the cheapest, and it, here's what I hate. Hey man, I can get this online for, for uh, this much for X. Oh, oh you really? can. When do you need it? Thursday. Okay, I tell you what. You go back to that site. You tell me what it's going to take to get it to you on Thursday with shipping, and I'll match that price. Yeah. And then we're good. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hey. Uh, yeah, well, they quiet up yeah, real quick. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Yeah, you don't hear from them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How have you seen the use of social media, Facebook, Instagram? How has that affected your business, you know, from the nightclubs that we're using it or even corporate America that's, you know, typically would use print media because you also do direct mail. Right. Mm -hmm. So you'll drop ship flyers to anywhere across the U.S. You provide mailing lists and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll actually mail them for you. So, you know, you from everything from design to print to hitting the mailboxes, we'll handle everything. You don't have to touch anything. If you so, have your own list, we'll get, you know, we'll use yours. If you need a list, we'll, we'll build one for you. And that's one thing that I've noticed with some of my clients and just from being a digital marketer, I know that direct mail is, you know, down 80% as far as effectiveness, not necessarily yeah. who's buying and still right. doing it. Uh, because typically the business owners, uh, that are 50 plus, right. They're still believing of what has worked in the past and what they've known for the last 30 years. Sure. And direct mail is there. So I know it's still a viable business and a money maker, a revenue stream for you. What's well, ebbs and flows though. Like it, it, it was dead for a while. Was it? Yeah. And it, and it did hurt, but it's come back now because nobody wants to open an email anymore. They're scared to. Yeah. And so that fear of getting a virus, getting malware, getting all your information stolen has helped the direct mail business come back a little bit because they know they can open their mailbox and nothing's going to get them. Yeah. You know? No, I get yeah. it. And, yeah. and, you know, newsletter marketing mm -hmm. has dropped just as much as right. direct mail marketing mm -hmm. has. Right. Uh, people just now are getting into automated newsletter series and automated email campaigns. And, you know, it's, yes, MailChimp, Constant Contact, whoever y'all are using yep. out there, you know, the open percentage rates are down where they oh, used yeah. to be 70, 80, 90%. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're lucky to get a 25, 28% open rate these days. Oh, for sure. So I completely get it. Yeah. And I can see a lot of it, why it's going back to direct mail, but it'd still make me think there's so much trash and coming in that mail. Well, what it's done is it's, you know, and you know, this it's turned into a three headed monster of marketing. You can't just do direct mail. You have to do a little social. You have to do something. Yeah. You got to piece know, them all together. Tangible. And, and now it, are you seeing, cause I know that, uh, in your brochure, you're offering a lot of different stocks that aren't really typically available to the general public or from most printers. And I would think that that might be, you know, kind of one of the niches that's going to help you get noticed in somebody's mail is the velvet. Oh yeah. Or, it, it, it helps out a lot. Um, the, the thing is, is that what they don't understand is that stuff doesn't, not everything's in two days. Yeah, sure. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day and, you know, <laughs> badass business cards weren't built in two. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, everybody's like, well, I need it by Friday. So what are people doing to stand out creatively so that, you know, when, if 
what would you tell a client or somebody that's listening now that wants to do direct mail where there's 50 people doing the same direct mail, they're still using half page or quarter page flyers. What can somebody do to stand out? Well, I think in a mailbox of 20 direct mail pieces, I think the size helps out a lot. I would do a bigger postcard just because it's going to stick out and not get lost in the shuffle. I think design is key. You want something that's not overwhelming when they look at it, something that's simple, a nice image, you know, something that pervades your message. And then you want to call to action. Sure. So that you can get, you know, that's, you know, basic marketing one-on-one stuff. But I think the design goes into really making it effective. Yeah. And I think uh, you said it, keep it simple. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I see from a lot of business owners is they feel the need to put every single service or product detail or you know my company history my mission statement my mm-hmm. product nobody cares about this shit no they don't simple dummy down what are you gonna do for me get get right <laughs> down the sales funnel to a call to action tell me the three things that you do build credibility mm-hmm. get my interest and give me a call to action so i can call you and get more details right well and like with our business typically it, it's hard to you don't want to flood the market because not everybody needs or wants printing you know, typically people are looking for us. So what we have to do is when they go looking, just give them a little snippet that makes them go, oh, fast and cheap. I like that. Yeah. And, but also, you know, they want quality. And we, we've always provided quality as well, which a lot of people don't understand is not synonymous with printing. You can get a lot of crap. So, so other than flyers and business cards, what all types of stuff are you seeing nowadays in that market? Because for people that want to, that own their own business and they... What are people using? What's working? What's getting return on investment? What are you seeing out there in the industry? I'll be honest with you. I don't know. You just print it? I print it. Hey, I appreciate the honesty. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, I, 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 you know, we're, we're not a full service marketing agency like yourself. So what, what we are, we're a printing company. Yeah. And, and a lot of times people are say they ask, come to me and they say, well, what do you think I should put? I say, hey. That's your not, business. You're not paying me for that. And if I charge you for that, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to stick around. Yeah. You know, I, you, you bring me what you want. You bring me your information. I'll make it look great. Yeah. But you're not paying me to think. No, nah, I love it. I mean, you're producing the collateral for them, that's not it. the marketing strategies. No, that's not what we do. Yeah. And so a lot of people get confused. They're like, well, I thought, I, yeah, well, there you go again, thinking. No. <laughs> well, that's cool. So ha- from your perspective and, and not other people's business, but your own business, how has the whole internet wave, the social media wave, has that affected you over the last five years, the last decade? Have you seen a, a dip in business, a rise? Where are you at now? I'll, I'll be honest. We are down about 15% over the last three years. And I think it's from a lack of staying with social media. It's because we got stagnant. We got comfortable. We were cruising. And, you know, I'm, I'm from the old school and, you know, I'm, I'm get off my, get off my lawn guy. Yeah. I'm like, ah, Facebook ad on me now, Facebook ad. Yeah. But now, I mean, it's, it's more of a visibility thing. I don't think that we've, you know, we've done some Facebook ads, we've done some Instagram stuff, but I don't think that it drives sales, but it does keep visibility. So whenever, you know, for branding, name recognition, right. credibility, right. get rid I, of buyer's anxiety, all that stuff. Right. So when it does come time to someone say, Hey, we need to get new cards done. 
Oh yeah, two day postcards. You know, I I remember seeing them on on Facebook. Yeah, you know that. That's I appreciate all, yeah. that transparency too, because yeah. a lot of people don't have the balls to say you know that they're down in business or where they're struggling or where they're not willing to do. Right. Especially on social media, everybody likes to put a lot of fake shit out there. So oh yeah. I appreciate you keeping it real with us. No, no, for sure. Like I I I'll be honest. I've got no clue. That's why I talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do to combat this? I call Johnny. Yeah, I call Johnny. I, you know, well, follow his podcast. I give him a call. Say, hey, what do we what do we do next? <laughs> yeah. Well, we do have some strategies yeah. that we'll talk about yeah. when we get off the show. <laughs> really cool. So, as far as business, you know, what what has been a a big aha moment, or what has gone on the last year or two that has kind of taken you to the next level, or is there something that you're looking at doing in the near future where you, you, you know, you need to branch out, you need to do something different. You so know, you I've, I've seen a lot of, and I, and I'm starting to do a little information gathering on all these white label tools or marketing tools that you sell, you don't touch. And so I don't know what it is. I'll be honest, but it's an extra stream of revenue that I'm looking at. So it may be something we offer in the near future. Something where you're looking to offer white label services to others? Well, no, no, no. We're, we're using white label services and selling it. You know what I'm okay. saying? I mean, if it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But uh, Give us an example of that for the audience. Well, for instance, I come to you and I say, hey, I'm, I want to start offering uh, social media marketing or, or you know, digital marketing services. But I'm going to offer it under two-day postcards, but... You're going to contract us to do it. That's right. Contract somebody else to do right. it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I say, can we, can we make a deal? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, very similar to, you know, uh, that, and that's one thing that I've got to mention to you is doing affiliate programs right. and influencer programs and mm-hmm. adding that, you know, it's once you go from a localized service to where you can be a nationwide service and sell something right. globally through mm-hmm. e-commerce, it, it's completely different business strategies. Uh, todaypostcards.com is online. What portion of your business would you say is local versus what you're selling online right now? You know, it's probably 80, 20, uh, 80 local 20 online. Um, and that's just because we have such a, uh, I mean, a large amount of clients locally that keep, you know, coming back and coming back and coming back that we've had a tough time seeing what really works and what's cost effective to push the website out. And so what I've learned recently is that really, I just want to focus on initially focus on the region, you know, start with Houston, Texas, maybe move to Oklahoma, Louisiana, and go slowly move out versus, you know, just go, Hey, I want to go across the country right now. Yeah. Cause that's just, it's just not, it's really not cost effective to do that. Yeah. You spread your marketing dollars then. Mm-hmm. That's something a lot of people don't realize. You know, it's my boy judge says go narrow and go deep right? and, and start within a specific niche, right? Corner that market mm-hmm. and then Move slowly out. branch out. That's right. You got to make sure you get a return on investment yeah. and don't spread yourself then. That's right. You got to, you got to earn the block before you're in the neighborhood. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit on, um, services. What are some of the top questions you get asked when people call you for your services? How fast can I get it is the main thing. Um, then, the, then you have the, the clients that actually want something in specific. They say, can you do this? Can you do foil? Can you do raised print? Can you, um, do you offer design services? A lot of people don't realize we offer design services, even though, you know, it's clearly stated everywhere we've ever marketed, you know, print design, mail, everything. Yeah. Um, I guess 
print. They didn't get past the word print. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's all they're looking for, which is fine. I mean, if that's what they're looking for, then we'll do that. Where do you see most of your margins at? Do you see it on the print side? Oh, absolutely. Side? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, we, we offer design, uh, but I have not paid my designers salary in about 10 years on design. It's just a service that we get a lot of printing with it. So if you combine the two, then yeah, it's been paid. But uh, does, a lot of people don't want to pay for design anymore. They don't want to pay for quality design. Yeah. There's too many fly-by-night designers. They see uh, logos for $5 online and they think, Yeah, let's go oh, to Fiverr.com. Whatever. Yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah. Fiverr.com. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> There's a ton of them. And so people just don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Well, and my clients, they come to me for logos a lot. Right. And they want us to do the branding. And I tell them, and I'll tell you and yeah. all of them, go to 99designs.com, yeah. do a logo contest. You can get people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. They start at what, 299 Yeah. So 300 to 1200 bucks. You do a logo contest, you pay the money, and the winner gets the money. So you'll have hundreds of designers submitting logo to you. To where you'll get 30 to 40 designers, a couple hundred logos to choose from, anywhere from 400 to $1,200 price point. So if you need a logo, go to 99designs.com. <laughs> we'll manage the process for you, but we're not doing logos. It's do what you specialize in, right? Right, yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're trying to give your clients the best return on investment or the best opportunity, do what you're good at. And, well, and not only that, if someone comes to you and says, I want a logo, and you say, okay, uh, our logos start at 250 which is nothing. Yeah, nothing like, at all. They're like, $250? And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah. I said, how much money do you plan on making with that logo? Yeah. I mean, that's... Your logo, your brand is your storefront. Right. It's like you're not going and buying a $100,000 build-out yeah. <laughs> location storefront. Right. So... Yeah, you're, you've got to start somewhere, buddy. Yeah, you got to invest <laughs> into it. And that's very important for the audience to know is, you know, it's your logo, your brand, your website, it is your storefront, right. your print media, mm-hmm. your marketing materials, your flyers, your door hang. I used to kill it with the door hangers you did with me. Oh yeah. That was one thing a lot of people didn't do is the little hole cut out door hangers. Right. It didn't matter what you were selling. You could put door hangers on. Anywhere. It's, I you know, we actually used to run a, uh, a little side hustle called industry ad group. And what we did, we sold door hangers but we had it was perforated had coupons that went down the whole thing so there was say 10 coupons on there sold it for you know 500 bucks a coupon did 5,000 and you know to you know you say hey for 500 bucks I'm gonna hit 5,000 homes for you and y'all just went past them out that's it well we you know we hired someone to pass them out but sure but still I mean it, and you start looking at the numbers on that and if you could actually scale it across the whole city you're talking serious money. I think that's but, a great topic you bring up. So why did that succeed or fail? I was spread too thin. It sidetracked you. That's it. Yeah. That's one of the, you know, the biggest things I've learned in the last two years. Uh, you know, it, it's, I won't get into detail yeah, about it, right. but don't spread yourself too thin. Yeah. It's yes, I could wear 15 different hats and I mm-hmm. know many people that can, including right. yourself. But as soon as you try to wear all 15, you are losing I, focus. I'd rather succeed in two than fail in 10. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's great information for the audience is focus on one or two things. Go narrow, go deep, go niche, keep it simple. Don't spread yourself too thin in your marketing dollars. Yeah. Because every different product or service that you have, every money. different page on your website, it requires money to kick that shit off. Right. So keep your money close, keep your shit niche, keep it tight. <laughs> And you'll be a lot better off that way. 
So you were talking about employees earlier, and uh, for the audience to know, what type of structure do you pay your, and this is something I love yeah. learning about different people, how do you pay your people, uh, how do you decide when to give bonuses, when to give increases, when is it going to be salary versus commission-based? Where were you? How did you start 10 years ago, and how did that graduate? Well, with my designers, I've always paid them salary. Okay. Um, I say designers. Nicole's been with me for 13 years now. She does everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's she's my ace. Yeah, she has been. Yeah. I know Nicole very well. <laughs> What's up, Nicole? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's always been salary from day one, straight out of for, for, her first job at an uh, art institute. Wow. And so let's talk about that real quick, and we'll get right back to yeah. Nicole. Did you originally, and that's one thing that we talked about doing, but we never did. Did you scout out of the Art Institute and bring in the interns or go to their shows? Yeah, to we find? went to the shows. Uh, we looked the, at, the, at the, you know, their projects they did for their show. We realized that took them six weeks probably, but I'm looking for something in six hours. Yeah. So what we would do is we'd bring them in and say, hey, we'd pay them, but we'd say, hey, we're going to let you work for a week. We're going to see how you do. I mean, see how you actually handle the pressure of really having to get something out, meet a deadline, and, and then we'll, we'll give you a call or, or we won't. Yeah, so you'd yeah. start them off in an intern-type position right. at low pay, and mm -hmm. if they worked out, they did, and if not, beat Typically, it? it was just a week, week trial run. We'd, we'd know in a week. Okay. I mean, you know how fast our, our stuff moves. You know in a day. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. But sure. we, we sometimes we attune it to nerves. Maybe they didn't, you know. Give them a little room give, for a room, a little yeah. room for growth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. But Nicole, I mean, she's right, right out of the box. She was just killing it. So she, she's, still, she's still here. She's still there running your shit. Yeah. So you, you get to go play. I, man, I wish. I, I, you know, it's <laughs> funny. I, I used to play a whole lot more than I do now, but I think that's just. Well, you travel a lot, and right. I want to bring that up. And I know it's for your son, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Um, you know, a lot of people think owning your own business means guaranteed. You work right. whatever you want. You get to do what you want when you want. You're making all this money, and they, you know, they see you on Facebook traveling yeah. with the kid, mm -hmm. going to all these BMX races. Oh, yeah. And they just this have this guy doesn't work. He just wakes up and goes and gets on a plane and drinks margaritas at Hobby Airport. It's so easy, <laughs> which I will be Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. To yeah, it's so easy. Just wake up, man. Just pack up and go. I hate traveling, by the way. I hate it. <laughs> so, Nicole and this amazing right. business that yeah. you spent the last, what, 20, 20 years, years building. Mm -hmm. So it's not until now that you're able to take a little bit of time off. And it is still normally the weekends. But you're right back up to work. So what does that work schedule look for like for you now on a regular uh, basis? So it w it, my day goes like this. Wake up about 6.37 and I eat some breakfast. First thing I do is walk to the computer, look at my emails, sit down, answer anything that I need to answer immediately. Uh, then I, the morning time's kind of my time where I actually get to chill for a second. So I'll, I'll chill till about 8.39. I mean, I'll still be on the, you know, on the computer doing my stuff. But then uh, take off from there, get to the, I usually run around, do what I got to do for work, run around first, get to the office about 10, 1030, depending on what's going on that day uh, and depending on what we have later on for practice, for BMX or for my daughter's stuff, anything, anything we have going on, I usually cut it short, uh, probably about 435, try to get out of there and jump in that HOV before it turns into HOV and you still use my easy tag. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I get home, but I'm still nonstop working 24 the, seven. That's it. I mean, yeah. if I'm sitting in bed at night and I get an email at nine 30 with someone asking a question, I'll reply right then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you have to. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because the people's, their, their attention span is so short these days. If you don't reply right then, you then lost they're, them. and they've already looked, they're already looking somewhere else. Yeah. Everybody wants everything now, even well, if it's just an answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I completely understand yeah. that. So how many hours would you say you work a week right now? I mean, at the office, I'll be honest, at the office, probably 25, 30. But in general, I mean, when I'm out of town, I just got my laptop. I, you know, I, I go back to that. seven. Yeah. You can't, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm never not working. Yeah. You know, you, when you're the boss, you're never not working. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a grind and it's, it's, uh, sometimes I sit back and go, man, I need to, I need to chill with this or that or whatever. Cause I, you know, you get, you get to some point and you're like, you're a little burnt. Yeah. It will burn yeah. you out. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but I, I do like the travel we do with the BMX, with the racing, it, it does break the monotony of things. And sometimes I'm like, man, I just, I can't wait to get to a race this weekend. And just gives you a little break from it all. That's it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your family. How big's your family? Uh, I have three children, uh, 22, 16 and 13, uh, bookend boys, girl in the middle. The girl is the cause of the grays the grays she's the problem is she's just like me yeah. like my son wants to be like me uh-huh. but she is just like me <laughs> sure, that's fun it's the genes no she kind of does whatever she wants and she's like you know i'll beg for i mean i'll ask for forgiveness later than permission, beg permission. yeah right <laughs> yeah and she's like huh sorry i'm your daughter yeah, yeah. i get it I'm i've like, got four of them it's on that one yeah but uh but no, I mean, we, the, the travel is, is it's fun because I, we, I have a, a family across the United States with this BMX stuff. It's almost like a cult. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but it's a, it's a healthy sport. It, it teaches your kids a lot of stuff. I mean, my son's been around the world. He, he competed for the Team USA last year in the World Championships in Baku, Azerbaijan. I saw that. Prior to that, I didn't know there was a Baku, Azerbaijan. Yeah, I don't even know how to say that. Yeah, I, it's taken it. me a lot of time. to. I mean, I can Baku, Azerbaijan all day. Yeah, <laughs> getting good at it. That's right. <laughs> so y'all are traveling a lot now. Yeah, we traveled about 15, 20 races a year. Um, you know, I tell him, dude, you have no idea. He, he's been racing since he was five. We've been traveling like this since he was about six and a half. Yeah, he didn't see dad 20 years ago when dad was struggling trying to That's right. figure out how to pay rent. Right. I get it. Yeah, and My so, kids are the same way. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you realize it's not normal to get off a, a, a 747 and then go to class in the morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's just not normal. Yeah, so, uh, they'll, they'll never learn, but we can. But, we, but we, we caused that. At least, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> but at least now it's all broadcasted on social media. So for their That's right. kids, now they can show their kids. That's right. Of life. We don't have nothing from. As long as it doesn't go down like MySpace and got no record or anything anymore. Like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going anywhere. I keep yeah. telling people. Well, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the hey, show. no problem, man. Sharing your story. Uh, we're about to get back to work. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, definitely appreciate y'all tuning in. If y'all need any print media, any design work done, todaypostcards.com. Give Ryan a call, Ryan Hernandez. Very good friend of mine, very good dude, very honest business person, and he's Houston, so keep it local. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care, guys. Thanks, Johnny. You got it.